0: Welcome to Your Home with Team Gale at Caldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage, the show for buyers, sellers, owners, and investors. We're here to give sage real estate advice and take your calls regarding buying, selling, and owning your home. Brought to you by Alpha Mortgage. Good morning, everyone. This is Jack Gale with Team Gale at Caldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage. In the booth this morning with me is uh, Todd Gale and also with uh, Team Gale and... And our guest, uh, Ashley Hales, is a little bit delayed, so we're going to uh, talk about real estate in general, I guess, uh, until Ashley shows up. Uh, Anyway, one of the things that that happened to us this week, we were uh, uh, at a uh, group-wide company meeting uh, in Fayetteville for all of the... Coldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage uh, family, and there were over 400 agents uh, there, and Coldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage has over 800 agents uh, serving you know, uh, Durham, Raleigh, uh, Wake Forest, Fayetteville, Southern Pines, Wilmington, Jacksonville, Southport, Shillote. uh So, I mean, again, I don't think I named all the offices. As a matter of fact, I'm sure I didn't. And uh, for the, uh, the coastal region, uh, team Gale was uh, was number one in, as a listing team, number one as a sales team, and we Number were, one overall. Well, number one overall. So I'm very proud of all of our team members, and uh, thank you to everybody that we've worked with over the year, and I'm talking about all of our clients and people that we've represented or people that we've helped uh, buy through uh, some other company as well.
1: Well, and uh, thanks to anybody that, that uh, you know, showed somebody our listing and-, and Yeah, absolutely,
0: uh, absolutely. So we're, you know, we're very excited, very pleased. Uh, to uh, re- receive all those accolades, and it was really great uh, to be recognized as a as very good uh, representative of uh, the real estate industry. Well,
1: and we're making a habit of it. I think this was the fifth year in a row. So. Yes, it was.
0: Our fifth year in a row, and we were runner-up two prior years to that, so... Uh, I mean, everybody on the team is something to be proud of. And, well, by the and, way, and so
1: if you're somebody that wants to use a Team Gale agent, uh, then you can call 910-541-1212. If you can hear us, Team Gale can help you. So Absolutely.
0: Uh, and if you want to check us out on the web, you can do so at www.teamgale.net. Uh, and matter of fact, all of our shows uh, that we do are also posted on the web. Uh, so if you miss something and want to re-listen to something, you can do so uh, online.
1: Absolutely. And uh, a hearty good morning to our our guest Ashley Hales from from Alpha Mortgage.
2: (laughs) Hey, what's going on guys? Sorry. Sorry (laughs) for the delay.
0: But so. not a problem, not a problem. Glad you could make it. We were getting kind of concerned that you uh, bailed out us and said you weren't <laughs> going to come.
2: Yeah, well, the kids didn't exactly want to cooperate with me this morning, so they don't. Uh, I don't think they really understood the fact that somewhere they had to be. So. <laughs> well, and
1: then Wilmington traffic always uh, is is uh, you know hit or miss as far as you know if it's going to cooperate as well. Too. Oh yeah, so.
2: well, especially Porters Neck. You know all the uh, construction the road work and stuff that they're doing down there. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that makes it a real treat. I mean, I just love going through there now. It's it's you never know whether it's going to take you five minutes or five hours, but yeah. anyway. So Ashley, uh, Ashley's with Alpha Mortgage, and tell us a little bit about yourself and how people can get in touch with you.
2: Well, I've been a uh, mortgage originator for a little over uh, thirteen years now, uh, fourteen years in December actually. Um, I'm a certified mortgage planning specialist, uh, which means uh, I, I, a lot of times I'll get into more of uh, things such as uh, tax implications on mortgage, um, you know, we're getting a lot of investment strategies with clients, um, how, uh, how having a mortgage on your house can impact your uh, federal income taxes, um, those type of things. Uh, The easiest way to get in touch with us, you can uh, reach us on the web at uh, alphamortgage.com or or by telephone 910-256-8999. All right, easy you
1: know. So, yes, and, and that's the reason why we have you on today is to talk about buying investment property. And, and you know, before we even get into uh, second homes, if you don't own your own home, that's the, the best investment that you can make is in your own home. Obviously, you've got a tenant that's going to be just taking good care of it if it's your home, and, and you're going to be building that equity as you pay down your mortgage as it increases in value. So, you know, buying buying your home is, is the first investment property you need to buy. And then after that, if somebody... Uh, purchases one property for themselves, um, can they purchase a second home or an investment home or, or how would, you know, is there a difference uh, if somebody plans on being in it, you know, uh, part of the year, half of the year, um, a couple of weeks out of the year and planning on renting it out or, or you know, what are the different types if somebody's trying to purchase, a, what, you know, their next home after the one that there's, is their primary residence?
2: Okay, we also have a second home and the second home you, you know, you intend to occupy at some, you know, a certain portion of the year. You can, you can rent out a second home, but you can only rent it out a certain, number of days out of okay. the year. Um, after that, you have investment property. You can purchase, uh, I think, Fannie and Freddie guidelines right now, and you can purchase up to uh, 10 more. You can have 10 mortgages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, a, uh, and a second home, would, would the, the
1: rates be the same for a second home versus a, a primary residence? Yes. Yeah.
2: Sure. The, the only difference would be between a second and a primary residence going to be the down payment requirement. So on a primary residence, you know, Three, three and a half, five percent down. Second home, you're looking at ten percent down. Okay.
1: All right. So, and then, uh, same thing for an investment, uh, property. Like, if it's not a second home, like any difference between those two as far as rates or anything like that?
2: Yeah. The big difference there is going to be your interest rate. Um, with an investment property, you can get away with 15 percent down. Of course, you have MI that comes into play, PMI. Um, your interest rate is going to be a little bit higher than what it would be on a, uh, uh, second home or primary residence, um,
1: and, the and, and and PMI if if it's fifteen percent down, that's that's private mortgage insurance, and that's something that's paid until you get to twenty percent um, equity. Is that uh, when when that would go away, typically? As,
2: essentially, that's whenever you can request it to go away. Is that twenty percent equity? If you forget or you don't request it, you have. Once you get to 22% equity or 78%, the PMI will then fall off by itself. The oh, okay. bank will automatically remove it. Gotcha. Um, so with investment, you have 15% down, 20% down, and 25% down. The biggest between the biggest thing between those three is going to be obviously the PMI mm-hmm. with less than 20% down. But the other thing is going to be the interest rate. And for every 5% that you put down, that interest rate is going to drop significantly.
1: Hmm, okay. And so uh, like, if somebody puts down 20%, for instance, um, is that could be halfway in between somebody that put down 20% and somebody that's, you know, getting a primary mortgage or what's, what's the the difference between, you know, each stage there?
2: Well, the, the biggest difference with the investor in their eyes is the layer of risk. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever they're looking at somebody, depending on what they put down, you know, obviously the layer of risk is going to determine their interest rate. So it's just the way they've always done it, at least as long as they've been in the business.
1: Yeah, and I'm just trying to, you know, obviously, you know, rates are going to be particular to each person and, and, you know, at each moment as to, to, you know, uh, primary mortgage rates might not be I- exactly in lockstep with an interest, uh, you know, investment rate, I assume they're, they're you know, probably similar, but not, you mm-hmm. know, always the same. But, uh, you know, for somebody that's putting down uh, 20% uh, down, you know, versus a primary, you're talking about an extra point in, uh, you know, like I say, as a ballpark or... Oh, you're
2: talking about the difference in interest rate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um You're probably, <clears throat> I'd say anywhere between uh, probably about five-eighths of a percent, Okay. So it's going to be somewhere in that area.
1: So so not significantly that much higher. Yeah, so. not,
2: not significantly that much higher. But, okay. I mean, you know, 5.8s, it really just depends on how much is being borrowed because 5.8s, Right. large yes. loan amount would make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If
0: have. anybody's out there that wants to give us a call here at the studio, they can do so at 332-6390. You can ask uh, Ashley any kind of mortgage-related question that you like, and I'm sure he'd be happy to respond. So, again, that's 332-6390
1: and so uh uh, the difference between 20 percent down and 25 percent down that that would be how much of a difference as well typically again you know not
2: on the interest rate? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably
1: talking, I think, about three-eighths or a percent okay, right Okay, so so pretty significant then. Yeah, it could be, yes. So, all right. So, yeah, if you can scrounge up that extra little bit of cash, then mm-hmm. that, that may make a difference. So, Absolutely. Um, and, and I know that, as you mentioned, you know, uh, investment properties is kind of, you know, an uh, area that you'd like to, you really enjoy focusing um, and helping people out with. And it's something that a lot of people obviously don't, you know, there are a lot of people that don't even own their first home, but there are even fewer people that own investment property. Um, I own a few myself and uh, I'm very pleased that I do. Uh, it's a great way to to build additional equity and and have somebody else pay your your mortgage for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but uh, uh, so you know, you want to kind of talk about some of the the you know uh, things that that people would want to look for in this market as far as you know maybe a uh, uh, the price range that people should be looking for or, or you know anything like that.
2: Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is I always tell people to look at their rate of return. What what do they actually expect to gain um, on their rate of return? So if somebody came to me and they said, "Look, you know." I want my rate of return to be this right here, I could then tell them, you know, look, you need to put this much money down, this kind of purchase price that you need to be in. uh, And and look at where your money's at right now, 401k, traditional IRA, Roth IRAs, just depends on what you're making there. A lot of people uh, are are doing really good in those areas right now, so they may want to put a little bit less down on their house, um, including, you know, with the investment property. Uh, Some people may be stuck in a situation where they're not you know, making a whole lot on their retirement accounts and and now could be a great time with rates where they are, house prices where they are, although we're starting to see a little bit of an increase there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pull that money out of retirement. Maybe invest in, you know, with some real estate and uh, get a good rate of return. What do you think
0: about doing it with, like, a 1031, you know, self-directed IRA, you know, using real estate? Do what now? Doing a self-directed IRA with real estate. Have you ever done any of those?
2: I I have not done any of those. I've actually done a little bit of research on them, um, but that is becoming a more popular program um, that we're starting to see more people call and ask about ask about that. Okay.
1: So well, and, and you just mentioned a minute ago too about you know the stock market doing really well. And to me, you know, uh, I like to kind of swim against the grain. If everybody else is going into the stock market, that means uh-huh. that you know we, we may very well get a a bear market on the horizon. So you know, uh-huh. hey, well, while things are going up, um, don't be greedy and try and take every last dime. This may be the the best time for you to diversify. Um, go ahead and invest in real estate, like you said. Interest rates and uh, prices are still very good. Um, so go ahead and get in on the ground floor there, um, and and invest in a home. You know a little bit less in the stock market, you know, kind of protects you should the stock market take a dive or the, you know, uh, interest rates for homes, you know, increase drastically. You, you've protected yourself by going ahead and, and hedging your bets and, and diversifying your, you know, where your investments are.
2: Yeah, right now, I just, I, I can't think of a better time to purchase investment property than right now with the interest rates where they are, the house prices where they are. It's, I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal. I, I definitely don't see any, uh, Anyway, we would uh, continue to see this going forward in the future. So I don't know how much well, longer we have left. Well, it's
1: that, and I know that we, we've been having the same conversation for a year or two now, saying, "Oh, it's you know not going to get it any better than this," and it continues to stay you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, very low. But yeah, I do think that this is the year that, I, I, you um, know I'm
0: old enough where I remember where interest rates, and I felt very lucky when when we lived out in Texas, where we were one of the f- last few people to get a ten
1: percent rate, <laughs> and I felt real lucky because they
0: shot up to like thirteen and fourteen percent,
1: you know, mm-hmm. shortly
0: thereafter. So I mean, you know,
1: well, and and what people don't realize is, is the same house is going to cost you significantly more. So let's say it's a $200,000 house, um, and interest rates go up just one point. They go up, you know, now they're maybe around four, um, just to round off, let's say they go up to 5%. Do you know what the difference would be on a monthly payment for a $200,000 home?
2: Um, I'm going to, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'm going to guess, uh, (laughs) i guess probably 100 125 a month so that, that, that would be my guess so yeah it's it's not
1: an insignificant amount and certainly five percent you know interest rates would still be great historically uh as jack was mentioning but um but yeah it's a hundred dollars a month for 30 years um that that isn't going to anything other than the bank oh, yeah. um, so you know your your buying power right now is, is really
2: phenomenal so
0: what about people paying you know cash i don't i you know i personally don't think that's a smart idea because you know Okay. Can you elaborate on that?
2: Yes, sir. I mean, here's the way I look at it. A lot of times people look at the actual interest that they're paying on the house, and they don't look at their net after-tax uh, interest. So, for example, if you had somebody who was uh, paying a 4% interest rate on the home, their federal income tax was 25%, well, their net after-tax, or once they get their tax deduction back at the end of the year from the IRS, you know, they're only paying about 2.9%. Well, now look at your investments. What's your investments making? I mean, right, right now, even somebody with a bad investment is probably, probably doing 5 or 6% in this market. Mm-hmm. So that right there should tell you, if I can take my money, put it in the market right now and draw 5 6% with my eyes closed, or put it down on the house where I'm only netting out about 2.9% in interest, well, why would you put any more down than you would have to? Absolutely. It just, just doesn't make much sense.
0: I look at it too, is and the reason I asked that question. We had a client that did that, did exactly that. They went out and they've actually bought several investment properties, and we try to talk them out of doing just putting all cash down. Mm-hmm. That way, they could turn around and buy two, two or three or four more. Mm-hmm. They're just keeping, you know, just the two that they have.
2: That's uh, that's exactly right. It's it, it, you know, you tie up your cash that way, and and your investment property. Your rates going to be a little bit higher. Your interest is not going to be tax deductible, um, but at the same point in time why not use somebody else's money? Yeah. it You know, it just makes sense to use somebody else's money. Obviously, you're going to have a tenant in there to try to help you pay down your mortgage, so you're using somebody else's money to pay down your mortgage as well.
0: Mm-hmm. It's OPM, other people's money. That's right. right. <laughs> that's
2: right.
1: Well, and something else too is, is historically each decade uh, house prices have doubled. Um, so if you uh, uh, purchased a home in you know 1940, I think was when they first started, or whatever. By 1950, that price had doubled. You know, if you purchased it in you know 40, and uh, you know by 1960 it, it had doubled twice or whatever and, and whatnot. Even in this you know worst in a generation market um, between 2000 and 2010, pricing went up 30. percent So if, <laughs> if that's the worst market ever, is that your investment is 30. percent Um, That's pretty good, Um, you know, if that's a worst-case scenario. So that's the other thing, too, is as Jack was commenting about, is if you can, you know, buy three homes as opposed to just one uh, and and finance the rest, um, especially if you're putting down 25% or whatever that would be, um, you know, you're going to have the cash flow probably um, that's going to pay for – Uh, the mortgage and put money in your pocket every month and so uh, you know that uh, while while this home is doubling in value over the next decade um, so to me that that's going to be a much better return on your investment than about anything else you can Well,
0: do. the other thing too is if you just have one property and you have all in with cash and that one tenant moves out you're basically stuck until you get a re-rent where if you have three properties and one goes vacant for a little bit of time you've got two others to help you carry the note
2: Yeah. And that's, that's one of the big things that we concentrate on when I'm talking with my clients, you know, the vacancy factor, Mm -hmm. you know, the expense holding costs, those type of things that all those things need to be discussed Mm -hmm. whenever you're coming up with your plan on your investment portfolio.
1: Well, and I think it's also important too that investors uh like you say also plan on on repair setting aside money for you know the roof whenever it needs to be done, or, or you know those types of uh uh things that that are just going to ha- need to happen at some point um so uh you know making sure you set aside that money and uh, uh not being too greedy by by spending you know every every uh dollar you're you're getting in you need to be setting it aside in order to you know be uh methodical in, in how you you plan for that future but um but yeah investment is uh, in real estate, it to me, is, is the be- way to go. I mean, again, going back to if it was, let's say, just for simplification, if it was a $100,000 home that increases, you know, as the homes did 4% um, per year, um, that's $4,000. You may have only put down $20,000 and your actual return on that, you know, $20,000 investment uh, was $4,000 every year. Um, you're, you're actually making that money back um, over five years. If it, if it goes up $4,000 over the next five years, you, you've mm-hmm. actually, you know, made every single dollar, you've doubled your, your, your money there. Um, while the the home itself is appreciating and, and all that. Plus
0: those. you have a place to live and you'd have to pay for it anyway.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. So um, as far as types of properties, um, do you like see people you know gravitating more towards like a condo where there's no maintenance to be done and it's handled by the HOA? Or do people you know gravitate more towards single family or that's just kind of a personal preference?
2: Uh, are you talking <coughs> about between the investment or... Uh, pro- yeah, sorry, investment okay, properties. Okay, investment maybe. properties. Most of the time when people contact me about investment properties, it's usually stick-built homes. Mm-hmm. Um, condos you know with the hoa dues a lot Mm -hmm. of times they can be expensive um that can kind of eat into you know some of their profits or what they're planning on making Mm -hmm. uh with the single family homes duplexes those are real big um yeah the uh uh, every once in a while, we will get a triplex, mm-hmm. uh, but m- for the most part, it's single family and uh, duplex is what we see the most.
1: Well, and that's one thing too, uh, you comment about uh, HOA dues. There are a lot of times people say, well, it's only, you know, $45 for this this home uh, every month um, and it's 200 and some for that condo. Um, well, uh, you know, uh, you're right. It is higher and that may make it harder um, for people to, to you know, uh, get as much cash flow out of it as they want. Um, but the thing to also take into account is that 200 and some dollars, again, takes into account that they're probably going to be the ones replacing the roof or painting the exterior or um, insurance is typically included um, whereas a single family home that, that $45 is probably paying for the, the sign out front um, uh, the, the community and the roads or something like that um, but it's not paying for anything on your house you got to be setting that money aside yourself whereas that you know
2: $200 a month for the condo is, is setting aside money for all those that's, things that's exactly right it's a very good point too uh, but another one would be townhomes mm-hmm. um, townhomes would be we've seen a lot of those too
0: And if you're an absentee owner, I mean, sometimes, you know, if you have that in a condominium, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, cutting the grass and doing those maintenance chores that you would normally have. So that when you do come down to the beach here, you have, you know, somebody that's already taken care of most of the problems. The only Uh thing that you have to worry about is the interior.
1: Absolutely. Well, and that's something, that, you know, even if it is a single family home, you might want to think about if you're going to be a landlord is um, a tenant is probably not going to take care of the yard as well as you would or whatever. So you may still want to hire a lawn maintenance company just to, you know, not have to worry about it. Um, because ultimately, again, this is an investment for you. If you want to, you know, a lawn that's full of weeds um, a few years from now when you go to sell it, um, then, you know, then go ahead and, and, you know, don't worry about it. But if, if you want to not, you know, piss off the neighbors and you don't want the HOA, you know calling you to, to complain that, you know, the the yard isn't being maintained and you want it to look great, you know, when you go to sell it years down the road, it may be a worthwhile investment to not have to worry about that, to, you know, invest in those types of things. Um, and uh, as far as loans, I, I know that we talked about people kind of gravitating more towards single family. Um, would there be a difference in rates um, for a condo
2: versus uh, a single family home as far as investment property goes? Yeah, the, the difference in, there's going to be a slight difference in rate, usually about a quarter percent. Hmm. Um, eighth to a quarter just depends on the day. It kind of just You know teeters right there in between the two Uh, the biggest thing is um, probably going to be the uh, down payment Uh, with a condo you're not going to have any other options but to put 20 Okay. Yeah, plus percent down. Gotcha. Well, and and one thing uh,
1: on related note is I know that condos are the most susceptible to a down market. I know that you know when when O eight happened, whatever. Those are the first thing that everybody let go. Uh, mm-hmm. Typically, those were going to be their investment properties, and and so they are very sensitive to uh, again the, those downturns where people will just let it go into foreclosure or whatever else. And um, so I think that that's the reason why the the banks are, are more cautious as well.
2: That, that is correct because there is that added risk there. I mean, if you if you look at a condo and you have you know ten people in in the condo or in the HOA that you know let go of their houses and all of a sudden they're not paying their HOA dues. Well, how is that going to impact the HOA for everybody else? The budget? Are they going to be able to pay to keep the maintenance up on the property? Uh, you know, maintenance up on the common area maintenance, that type of stuff. Uh, so that's that's one. There's of the... a
0: ratio on that, isn't there?
2: Yes, sir. Usually they don't want to see uh, more than about ten percent of any one. Owner owning more than ten percent of the units in the complex, and then when it comes to you know non-occupied versus occupied co-borrowers uh, uh, or percentage, they don't want to see more than about fifty percent. Okay, uh, and, and, and that
1: would be in. even for a conventional loan like that. I, I know that for um, primary owners, they're the FHA or whatever else they have to be eligible for condo complexes. But even for inv- uh, just a conventional investment property, they, they need it to be under fifty percent. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, they would they would like for it to be under fifty percent. There's actually instances whenever we go much higher than 50 percent on the occupancy rate you know as far as investment Mm versus first uh, non-investment um but most of the time those are people buying primary residences gotcha buying the property as a primary residence Mm -hmm.
0: okay you're listening to your home with team gail we're here in the studio this morning with ashley Hales from alpha mortgage and tom Gail is also here and ashley how would somebody want to get up with you
2: Uh, They could reach us on the web at uh, www.alphamortgage.com or uh, give us a call at the office, 910-256-8999.
0: You got an internet email address if someone wanted to email you?
2: Yes, sir. It's uh, Ashley, that's A-S-H-L-E-Y dot Hales, H-A-L-E-S, at alphamortgage.com. All right.
1: Um, and as far as, you know, you said that people kind of gravitate more towards uh, single-family homes. Um, are there particular features that are important? I mean, like a, a price range that seems to kind of be a sweet spot? Or, I mean, you know, is there a, a number where it probably doesn't work if it's, you know, a home that's over 500000 or whatever? Is that going to be one that will likely cash flow or anything like that?
2: Well, it, it really just depends on the investor's uh, tolerance for risk when it comes to something like that. Um, most of the stuff that we see is probably going to be anywhere between – 125 to 275 price mm-hmm. range uh, we don't see a whole lot of investment properties over 275 that's not the mean that they, they, they can't cash flow right it's majority of the people either a don't have the money to put right 20% down on, 20% that down of, on yeah on 400,000
1: becomes a lot more money
2: exactly yeah. or they don't want to stomach that kind of risk because that's a big you know when you talk about vacancy and things like that that's a big note to hold
1: mm-hmm. um, well and then the other thing too is if I can get two $200,000 homes versus one $400,000 home well I have you know again I've diversified a little bit more um, if one is vacant you know it doesn't matter and, and those types of things so you know I think that a lot of times even if people have the money to do a lot of things that they they'd rather do you know again 2 2 as opposed to 1
2: yeah absolutely and, and i would be in the same uh you know agreement with you as far as that goes i'd rather have you know three or four fifty thousand dollar homes than one large home as far as an investment property goes
1: so well and and I do. I whenever I'm looking at, at homes too I notice that the, the rental return on those more expensive homes uh, is, is less likely to cash flow in a lot of situations I mean there there are certainly exceptions but I think um, for it to uh, you're still paying down the mortgage but you may be um, you know with what they're renting it for but you may be um, supplementing a couple hundred bucks every month um, in order to actually pay down the mortgage because the the rental rate just isn't quite where the,
0: the only the way the only <coughs> way I've ever seen those expensive homes really cash flow is oceanfront properties oh, yeah. that are very large hmm
2: yeah and you start talking about the, the bigger the home the larger the tax bill mm-hmm. the larger your insurance mm-hmm. uh, you know especially when you visit in a flood zone and mm-hmm. floods flood insurance can be expensive <laughs> depending on where the property is located at in the flood zone or what flood zone it's in so um, yeah for the for the most part I, I really I can't think of the last time I've seen seen somebody uh, yeah, try to purchase an investment property over two seventy five.
1: Mm-hmm. And then what about, uh, uh, you know, if it's a weekly rental, if somebody's going to have an oceanfront property um, and, and they plan on renting it out by the week, would that be a different
2: um, mortgage by chance or, or would that still be just, you know, the same? Depending on what type of property you're talking about, that's, that's a good, good question, though. So if, if you're a single-family home, uh, probably not going to be an issue there. Okay. Well, actually, it's not going to be an issue there. Okay. If you start getting into condos and you, you start – any kind of rentals less than 30 days that's when you can get into situations where investors uh don't have the appetite for it you know fanny freddy that doesn't mean that there's not an avenue for that type of you know there's not a loan out there for that type of property there is but you can expect your cost to increase as far as your right the rate yeah exactly because it's going to be
1: private uh, lenders as opposed to the big you know federal
2: For for the most part i mean there's some there's some you know, pretty big lenders out there that are willing to get into situations like that, but you start talking 30, 40, 50 percent down, wow. interest rates of six, six and a half percent, so
1: yeah. Which, you know, I guess it sounds like a lot right now, but it's still <laughs> it's still pretty good. After Jay
2: just said 10, 10, 13 <laughs> percent while ago, whatever you're screaming about is six percent. We're spoiled, aren't we? That's right, that's right.
0: My first house was, I think, it was five and a half or five and three quarters, so <laughs> A long time ago, but that's still interesting. It's still applicable today. I mean, the lower the rates are, the better off you are.
1: Absolutely. Well, and again, uh, as we talked about at the top of the show, um, that that's going to be more money that's in your pocket than or cash flowing, you know, on your investment property um, than than just paying that, you know, towards that mortgage. So, or, or not even towards the mortgage, it's just paying towards the interest. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, uh, that that's the nice thing is right now. Um, again, uh, you might not know the number right off the top of your head, but you know, for 000, uh, a hundred thousand dollar home, if if somebody is uh, Got a, a you know primary residence right now? How much are are they likely actually paying down the the mortgage every month? You know, on
2: a hundred thousand dollar loan, mm-hmm. primary residence, mm-hmm. I would say. Probably somewhere around 170 bucks a month, 160 bucks a month. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. So I mean, again, going back to uh, that's that's half as much that would be going towards uh, uh, that if if the rate was higher. So and I that mean, would
0: be on a you know basically if we are saying it's a hundred thousand dollar house or a hundred thousand dollar note, and the house was. Uh, Say 125,000. I mean, they're basically all in for about 830 dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So that 100.
2: What did you say? 117? 170. 160. 170. Yeah, 'cause the rates okay, so cheap. Okay,
0: that's you know that's like you know
1: 25% you of the say? money that you're paying is actually going in your own pocket. Yeah, you know, uh, that's that's pretty good. Yes, uh, it is. On day one, and then of course that number only gets better the over further time. along you get in the mortgage. Yep. Mm-hmm. <coughs> While the home is increasing in value, four thousand dollars over the next year. <laughs> I mean,
2: golly, it's and you get the tax uh, benefit as well. And how much over ten years did you say? Uh, doubling. Yeah. That, that's that's. I did not know that. That's yeah. crazy. When it, that really caught my attention. Whenever you made that comment.
1: Yeah, so,
0: but I mean, even if you figure it's eight years, I mean, it, or you know, twelve years, I mean, it's still still pretty you know pretty stout. Definitely. Well,
1: and, and you know, I talked about this uh, uh, recently is. is you know, it. I, I understand the principle of people that are like, oh, we're saving up to buy our first house. Um, but right now with so many uh, loan programs out there that are, you know, no money down or very little money down, um, you know, that's great that you've set aside, you know, $200 every month, um, but you didn't even keep pace with the, the you know, uh, cost increase of the home. Um, you know, so at the end of the year, you've, you've set aside $2,400, but it just increased $4,000, um, you know, that it, it was good intention, but, you know, you were better off going ahead and getting in now and just, you know, uh, building that equity from day okay. one. Okay.
0: You've been listening to Your Home with Team Gail. We've been uh, had the privilege of having Ashley Hales here with Alpha Mortgage. And how can they get in touch with you real quick?
2: Uh, reach us on the web at uh, alphamortgage.com or give us a call, 910-256-8999. Or you can always shoot us an email, Ashley. Dot Hales at alphamortgage.com.
1: And of course, if you uh, need the help of a realtor, we hope you call our team duty line at 910-541-1212. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Your Home with Team Gale. Yep.
0: Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.